Good morning. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. It's day 364, the next to last day of 2022, and we come to Ruth chapter 3, the next to last chapter in our first year of our three-year reading plan. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful story of the book of Ruth. Thank you for this It's a wonderful love story. It's a wonderful redemption story. It's ultimately a gospel story that shows us Christ and his love for us. We pray, Father, that you would write this story on our hearts and draw our hearts closer to Christ and closer to Christ-like faithfulness in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ruth chapter 3. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, All that you say I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then he went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. That's Ruth chapter 3. The plot thickens. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, she is a wise woman. She understands the ways of the world, and the ways of men. This isn't pure pragmatism, though. But this is the uh, judicious application of wisdom. She is encouraging Ruth 
to make the first move. Ruth essentially goes here and asks Boaz to marry her. Now, some Bible scholars, many Bible scholars, have read into the language here, and they've said, uncover his feet is like a euphemism for going and having and having sex with Boaz. But that's not what happens here. In fact, if uncover his feet was euphemism for having sex with him, well, she uncovers his feet and she lays down at his feet and then he rolls over at midnight and is like, whoa, there's a woman down at my feet. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense if uncover his feet is a euphemism for sexual activity. No, there's, there's no indication here uh, that they are in, uh, you know, engaged in sexual activity. It's just her way of getting alone with him in private. She knows that he's going to be at the threshing floor. The threshing floor is not a place where you would want to have a, a, a secret liaison of that type anyway, because there's people around. Uh, a threshing floor at harvest time was a busy place. You were trying to very quickly process all of the grain that was harvested before it starts to go bad. There's lots of things that can happen if grain is left unprocessed for too long. Moisture can set in, mold, mildew, bugs, disease. So you want to, as soon as it's ready to be processed, you want to process it as quickly as possible. And so that's why he's spending the night at the threshing floor. He doesn't live there. This is, this is a place where grain is, harv is processed. His house may be some distance away. She can't exactly go to his house and go into his house at night. So this is an opportunity where she can get him alone and she can let him know, I'm interested in marrying you. I want you to please spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. Now, it may seem strange that she's asking him to marry her, but Boaz didn't want to be presumptuous. Uh, Ruth is an attractive young woman. She's not the one who really herself is in need of a kinsman redeemer. Remember, it's her father-in-law, Elimelech, who has died without an heir. It's her mother-in-law who has no husband or father as a protector and provider. Ruth, as an attractive young woman, probably could have married a young man, a wealthy man, a, a man of means in the area. She had a good reputation. She was well-known. She was well-liked by people. And so Boaz probably maybe on the shy side reading between the lines a little bit exegeting the white spaces uh, is a little bit hesitant to be too forward about it plus there is another redeemer who's closer than him who would have the right of redemption and she's not just asking for a marriage she's asking for a, a leave right marriage or a, for a kinsman redeemer marriage and so she's asking him to provide an heir for Elimelech to provide for Naomi. And that is a very significant sacrifice. That's why uh, Boaz responds to her and says, may the Lord bless you. You have made this last kindness greater than the first and that you've not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. So this is Ruth fulfilling her vow that she made to Naomi, that she's going to stay with her and she's going to provide for her. This is her following that up and that she is getting married to a man, I, I'm sure that she does like him. I'm sure that he is he's a very honorable man. He's very respectful. He's very godly. He's very kind and generous. But the primary reason why she's getting married to him is because she he's a kinsman redeemer for her father-in-law, Elimelech's line. 
and and she's providing for her mother-in-law Naomi that's a great sacrifice to enter into a marriage for the sake of loving another for providing for another this is this is self-sacrifice now the Lord is going to take care of her and bless her because Boaz is a good man and a godly man but apparently he's a little bit older because he says you haven't gone after young men he's still single being older so you can read into that what you wish but um, here's here's the situation now Boaz says I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this so you just lay down here until the morning and then he gives her six measures of barley again another big generous portion of barley probably as much as she could realistically carry home she carries that home and Ruth knows Naomi knows enough to know that Ruth has really found favor in the eyes of Boaz. She kind of suspected it before by how generous Boaz was being to Ruth, but, you know, it could have been possibly the fact that Boaz is just a really generous guy. Maybe he's someone who really liked Elimelech, really cares about, you know, honoring, you know, the poor and, and trying to take care of this woman. But now Naomi knows for sure. Yeah, he really likes my daughter-in-law and he really wants to marry her and this is going to be good for them. And so he, she reassures her in these last words of chapter 3, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. If a man has his heart set on something and he wants it, and he is committed to doing it, if he's given his oath, then he is going to, he's going to take care of it. And uh, he even says... In an, in an oath in verse 13 as the Lord lives I will redeem you so Boaz is very serious and again we see his seriousness and that he makes this oath in the name of the Lord I love this story we're going to continue with it tomorrow let's pray father thank you so much for this wonderful little book of Ruth thank you for all that we can see of your goodness just as Ruth came under the wing, under the, the, the covering of Boaz for protection. So we come under the covering of our kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, who covers us and who redeems us and who restores us and who protects us and who provides for us. We thank you for Jesus, the one who is so worthy and who is so kind and so generous to us. We love you. We thank you. We ask that you would strengthen our faith in Jesus, that we would follow after him ever more faithfully day by day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, that's Ruth chapter 3. Guess what we're doing tomorrow? Yeah, Ruth chapter 4 for our last day of the year. Have a blessed day in the Lord.